Hey everyone, this is Parker, your host of The Internship Show, where we learn about working at top companies across the globe. On this episode, we chat with Molly Hughes, a software engineer too at Dick Sporting Goods. She shares with us her journey from intern to full-time role at Dick Sporting Goods. We will cover her experience with imposter syndrome, how she overcame it, her advice to students looking to work at Dick Sporting Goods, and so much more. Stay tuned, the show rocks. Molly, thanks so much for joining the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to have you here to talk about your Dick Sporting Goods story. So for all of our listeners, could you introduce yourself as well as your current role at Dick Sporting Goods? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Molly Hughes, and I am currently a software engineer, too, at Dick Sporting Goods. But I started as an intern about two summers ago. And I mean, what was that I mean, internship like, I mean, for you, you're now in a full-time role. You've even been promoted as, as well. I mean, what stood out most about your summer internship with Dick Sporting Goods? I would say the opportunity to learn and grow. Dick Sporting Goods was my first internship. I always had a passion for fitness and technology, and I wanted to combine both of them together And I didn't know Dick's Sporting Goods had a technology department as big as it is until I went to the career fair and I met Dick's Sporting Goods and I hit it off with some of the recruiters and they actually encouraged me to apply to the internship. When I got there, like I said, it was my first time being in a corporate company. So I was very nervous. Um, I thought I would be expected to know everything, but I was really surprised that I had every opportunity to learn. So I got right in there and my manager said, hey, I want you to write this app in React. It's a front-end language. I've never written front-end development code. I've never written in React, but I had the opportunity to sit there, learn the language, and then produce code that actually made it to production. So while I was learning, I still was producing code that Dick Sporting Goods was actually using. I mean, what was that like being able to actually take on a project as an intern and see it get pushed to production? I mean, that must have been pretty satisfying, right? Yeah, it, it was. Um, it's not what I expected out of an internship. Maybe I was following some of the stereotypes, but I truly felt like a valued employee, almost like a full-time employee. And I didn't know how code was pushed to production. I mean, in school, you're submitting projects to your teachers and your professors. So I never saw that process of actually making a production app. So to make something that I knew my team would use when I left, well, I didn't leave, but when I thought I'd be leaving at the end of the summer, um, it it was awesome. And everyone had the same experience. There was maybe about 30 engineering interns at the time. And we, we all had the same experience. And how were you able to take advantage of the culture at Dick Sporting Goods while you were interning? I would say the passion is there for everyone. I mean, you walk in the doors and I know that a lot of interns now are virtual. So even on your teams and zoom meetings, you can feel the passion that's there and it makes you passionate about the work you're doing. I wouldn't say anyone's there just doing their day-to-day work and going through the motions. Everyone's trying to solve problems, trying to come up with the next best solution for your space and your app, thinking of other teams, talking to other teams. I mean, that in itself just just really pushed me um, and gave me the best experience that I could ask for. And you obviously have the 
perfect story of going from an intern to a full-time role and even more so a recent promotion. And I know that you're involved somewhat talking to students now. I mean, as you talk to those students, what do you tell them about why you chose Dick Sporting Goods as your employer? I've already touched on the opportunity to learn and grow. And I think that was one of the biggest things. I remember my first day full time, I started to pair pair code with someone that had been developing for about 40 years and I was on day one. So I was very nervous and we were learning something new. It's called Cypress testing and he's never done it before either. So although he had 40 years of experience, he was learning something brand new at the same time that I was. So I thought that was really interesting. And then the second piece is honestly, they believed in me. That might sound cliche, but from the moment that I went to apply, I I actually missed the application date and the recruiter reached out to me and told me to apply and that I'd be a great candidate. And then from that point on, my managers, my coworkers, they believed in me at times that I didn't believe in myself, um, gave me the confidence to keep moving forward. And I, I I think without that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And it sounds like you were able to just basically dive right in and start learning new skills and new ways of working. I mean, what skills did you learn during your internship that you were able to bring with you now that you utilize in your full-time role? So one thing that I learned early on um, that I think is true and should be true for anyone that's developing is we're here to solve problems, not necessarily write code. So solving a problem most of the time does lead to writing code because that's our jobs. But when I approach things with that idea in mind, sometimes the solution ends up being even simpler than I thought. And to get into that mindset, I really talk to stakeholders. I ask questions. I still ask questions every day. And this mindset, it's almost, I'm, I'm very interested in the product side as well, the business side, but I think understanding your space, the business itself and how it works helps you to be a better engineer. You could have the best coding solution possible, but if that coding solution doesn't solve the problem at hand, it's not helping the business, it's not helping your consumers, then it doesn't matter. So that's something I learned really early on. Um, I feel like out of school, you're really excited to like write code, write good code, do this and that, but at the end of the day, you're solving a problem. Uh, So that's the biggest thing. And the next is asking questions. I mentioned paracoding, Dick Sporting Goods does paracoding. So you're always working with someone all day, sharing your screen. If we were in person, you're side by side. So it gives you the opportunity to ask a lot of questions. Pairing with my senior engineers and asking those questions is the only reason that I am in the place that I am at today. And we talked a little bit before the show about your experience with imposter syndrome, which I know that some (laughs) listeners may have experienced or may be experiencing right now. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So I had imposter syndrome like you've never seen before. I think from the day I started my internship and honestly, up until about six, seven, eight months ago, I had imposter syndrome. I, it's sad to admit it at this point, looking back, but I didn't feel like I was good enough for the job. I, I wasn't sure I could get there. I would see how other people are developing and I was comparing myself to others. And this didn't come from anyone in the company at all. This was solely coming from myself. And 
I've talked about this with some interns and I realized that when I mention it, a lot of people resonate with it and they want to ask like, how do I get over it? How do I get over it? And the one thing I say is talk to your teammates, lean on your teammates, recognize that you have imposter syndrome first. So then you can take the steps to combat it, but lean on your teammates, ask for feedback, you know, getting good feedback is great. And then getting constructive feedback is even better. No one's perfect. Everyone's learning. Even my manager sometimes mentions that he's had imposter syndrome when you're transitioning into a new role. So I had a turning point with my imposter syndrome and it's along the lines of asking for help. My manager did this feedback thing where we each met with each other. We gave three constructive feedbacks and three positives with everyone on the team, including our UX designer and product manager. And between everyone on the team, every single person had constructive feedback for me. And that was to be more confident in myself. So if every single person is saying the same exact thing, you can pretty much say that that's something you need to work on. And that was my turning point. And ever since then, I feel like I've done a 360 in my confidence and that comes into the way I work. I did just get promoted. That's not for no reason. I worked really hard for it. So I wish I came to that conclusion earlier. I wish I maybe leaned on my team earlier, kind of saw it in myself, but yeah, I would say leaning on the people around me was the best way to get through that. And you mentioned one of the, the first steps to take is to realize that you are in fact experiencing that imposter syndrome. Was there anything that you did from a personal standpoint to kind of take that realization and do exactly what you did, go and lean on your teammates and ask for that feedback? I would talk to friends outside of work and then they would encourage me. I would take a step back and look at all of the things that I accomplished. And I would say, do you really think you're not meant to be here? Look at what you're doing. I would remind myself that I was an intern. I did get a full-time offer and companies don't just give out offers to anyone. They give out offers to people that they believe in and, and that they want to be there. And, you know, it brought a lot of stress in my life. I think at times I mentioned that I love um, fitness along with technology. So I, I would use exercise as a way to com combat some of that stress, kind of bring myself back to earth and into a good mindset. If I finished a stressful day, um, yeah, those are mostly the things that helped me get there. And I love, and thank you for that story, because I think that that is so important for students listening to this right now, uh, to understand that it can be something that they overcome and it's taking the necessary steps to get there is the first step ultimately in overcoming uh, that imposter syndrome. And you mentioned that you kind of currently engage with students. What does that engagement look like for students that are thinking about working for Dick Sporting Goods? So the first thing I do is I put myself in their shoes. Um, I understand because I, I just graduated from school in 2020. So it's pretty fresh how it feels to be on the other side of things. When you're looking for a job, you're looking for an internship, you feel that pressure you really want to find your place. So, so I bring myself back there. And then as cliche as it sounds, I, I'm just myself. Um, I'm genuinely passionate about my job, the people I work with, the application that I'm working on, the space that I'm in. And I think that naturally comes through when I talk to students. When I was a student, I would want that same genuine response from someone else. I wouldn't want something that sounded maybe monotone or robotic. Like I want to feel that passion 
and someone that's talking to me about why they should join DSG. So I honestly think that's that's all I do really. I mean, I know a lot about the internship. I talk about my transitioning and the logistics of it. And then I just, and myself, I talk about what I do and that passion really, really shows through. And I've heard from some people that I've helped recruit and end up interning that, that really helped them. And that kind of was their turning point for the wide exporting goods, accepting that offer. Would you say that that passion translates across the company in the culture? When my team gets together to solve a problem, sometimes we'll just have brainstorming sessions where we're writing on sticky notes and coming up with it. We could sit in the room for, for two hours or more. We limit our meetings because we have to do some work um, outside of those sessions. But, you know, the ideas that come from my team are, are you know, we want to truly solve the problem and come up with the best way to solve the problem. It's not just, you know, sitting there doing your job. We have this meeting, we have to find a solution. It's like, it's ideas you wouldn't even think of that we're all coming together. And, you know, like I said, we're not in the office. So when we were in the office, you could feel it, you know, it's just everyone's energy walking around the building. And that does translate to we're on Microsoft teams. I, I do think it's harder, but but you feel it. And it's not just with my tech team. It's also with our stakeholders. We have a great relationship with our stakeholders. I can talk to my stakeholders directly to get a problem solved or as I'm developing something. And, and I just think all of that together, it's just, it's passion all around. And, and I absolutely love it. Your experience is so, so relevant to students listening to this right now and thinking about what a career at Dick Sporting Goods could truly look like. If you could give one piece of advice to a student listening right now about working at Dick Sporting Goods, what would you say? Again, it's cliche, but I would say take risks and put yourself out there. Um, I did. Like I said, I didn't initially apply to this internship. I, I didn't think I was good enough, truly. And I, and I put myself out there. I did. I accepted it. And I went in on the first day. And, and two years later, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, I know when you're young, sometimes it's hard to find your place. So don't feel upset if the first company you're at, the first internship you have isn't your place. But know that there is a company out there that will value you as a person, your ideas and your skill set. And it's a company that excites you to wake up every day and to log onto your computer. That's out there. But don't, don't be upset if it doesn't come right away. And then the only way to find your passions and find the place you're passionate about is to try. So experience things, succeed, fail, and then succeed again. I, I just really would just go for it, honestly. You got to take that first step. You can't get 10 steps ahead if you don't take that first one. Molly, it's been so amazing to hear your Dick Sporting Goods story and learn about everything that you've learned and everything that you've overcome to put you in the position to where you are now. I know I took away some things and I'm sure that listeners will as well. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And good luck to everyone listening. What a great conversation with Molly from Dick Sporting Goods, who gave us her journey from intern to full-time hire. If you want to learn more, visit hirescholars.com backslash dicks dash sporting dash goods. See everyone next time and have a great day.